In the name of Emmanuel, God with us. Amen. I've made the journey from Nazareth down to Bethlehem myself. It's probably the only way in which I resemble the mother and father of our Lord. It was the summer after I graduated from seminary and I'd received a grant to work on an archaeological dig in Bethsaida, an important New Testament site. I lived on a kibbutz. I would get up at 5 a.m. to excavate layer after layer of an ancient city. I swam in the Sea of Galilee every night before I went to bed. I lived entirely on hummus. It was amazing. (laughs) Mary and Joseph made their journey from Nazareth down to Bethlehem on foot and by donkey. I got a ride in a rundown Toyota with an Old Testament professor who had a meeting in Jerusalem. And every Christmas, I think about that trip. My journey and Mary and Joseph's, and it's taken on this sort of symbolic power. A journey, a spiritual journey, an expedition from the surface of things down to the center. The main route from Nazareth to Bethlehem hasn't changed much in about 2,000 years. You follow the banks of the Jordan River down south through the desert, then you turn sharply west, go through Jerusalem, and follow the old road down the hill to Bethlehem. And then everything comes to a stop. Because there's an enormous concrete wall now between Jerusalem and Bethlehem. Bethlehem is now located in the West Bank and governed by the Palestinian Authority. Jerusalem is under Israeli authority. And whatever your politics, seeing that ancient mass of Palestinians guarded over by soldiers barely out of high school, waiting for hours to go to work or to see family or get medical treatment, it makes so clear that people on both sides of the barrier are joined in deep suffering. Because to make that journey to Bethlehem, you have to face the pain and suffering in the world. And you have to face the way that our own fear, our own anxiety contribute to that suffering. You can't go to Bethlehem unless you face that truth. But on the day I went, the wait was short on our side, at least for an American, and my friend dropped me off in the West Bank. And I walked into the center of Bethlehem to the Basilica of the Nativity, which is the traditional site of the birth of Jesus. To walk into the church, you have to enter through a very small door in a fortress-like wall. It's about four feet tall. Some say that the door was made small so that you could carry nothing in or out of the church. You would have to meet the infant Jesus with your hands empty. Others say that the builders wanted to make sure that people of high status had to get down off of their horses or their camels to enter so that everyone had to approach Christ on the same level and on the same footing. But perhaps it's just a reminder that if you want to go to Bethlehem, you have to bow low, to come in humility. The Church of the Nativity itself is beautiful but not peaceful. For complicated historical reasons, three separate Christian sects all claim it as their own, and the fighting got so bad that in 1299, the Sultan of the Ottoman Empire a devout Muslim, had to be called in to negotiate a truce. And the rules of that truce still stand, except every once in a while, one of the monks will push a broom across the line into somebody else's territory, or someone will stay a little bit too long at prayer and impose on someone else's time, 
And before you know it, there is an enormous brawl involving hundreds of monks and people are hitting each other literally with brooms and mops. The Palestinian Authority, which frankly has other things to do, then has to come in and break it all up. It's on YouTube and I highly recommend it. <laughs> so to get to the site of Jesus' birth, you have to walk past the wall and then you have to walk through that contested space loud with chanting and crowds and people selling souvenirs and tour guides talking to their groups and fighting monks. Because to make the journey to Bethlehem, you have to face the ridiculousness and sometimes shallowness of human life. And the ridiculousness and the shallowness inside each one of us. There's not another way to get to Bethlehem. And so you walk through the church down some stairs and under the altar into an ancient cave where they say that Mary took refuge to give birth to Jesus. And all of a sudden, after all that, it's quiet. And there's a little nook within the cave, kind of down at ground level, and it's marked by a simple star that says in Latin, here Jesus Christ was born to the Virgin Mary. And the cave isn't grand or fancy. The whole place looks like it could use, ironically, a good cleaning. But on the other hand, it's holy. Because if you really open your heart for just a moment, for just a flash, you can see in that little nook a tiny baby. Dark-skinned, born into poverty, destined to die young. But somehow, Emmanuel, God with us. Pure love, pure, vulnerable, self-giving love. And there in a cave deep under the surface of the earth, at the center, there is Jesus, God with us, the great mystery at the heart of the world. And our task during this Christmas season is to take that journey to Bethlehem in whatever way we can, to carry with us all the pain and the brokenness and joy and hope that we've gathered along the way and to bring it before the Christ child. Maybe this year you're arriving in Bethlehem full of joy and happiness and Christmas cookies. Or maybe this is one of those years where you're 20 minutes late and you're limping and you're depressed. But whatever you bring, you are welcome. Bring what you have and lay it down at the manger. The only qualification for the journey to Bethlehem is the desire to meet the God who is love and the willingness to be changed by the encounter. Because Jesus is God with us, not some distant, idealized God with a beard in the sky, not separate from the wall or the monks hitting each other with brooms, not separate from the ways we hurt others and the ways that other hurt Others hurt us, not separate from our indifference and shallowness, but in the middle of it all, with us. Born literally into the center of all that is most painful and ridiculous, not so that he could judge it, but so that he could love it and transform it. So bring all you have. Bring your whole self to Bethlehem and kneel in front of that strange little nook in the cave under the altar and open your heart just for a minute to the mysterious, unexpected miracle of God with us. 
Open your heart to the idea that you are loved unconditionally, independent of what you've accomplished or not accomplished this year, of how you're doing at work, about how things are going at home, your resume, your bank balance. Open your heart to the idea that you are loved just as you are. And then carry that love out into the world with you. Because it is the sort of love that can transform the world if we let it. And because the world needs people who have been to Bethlehem, people who have been transformed by the love of Christ, people who know how to love with humility and kindness and courage, now more than ever. So gather everything you have this Christmas, the joy and the hurts of the year that has passed, and go to Bethlehem. Keep your eyes open on the way there, and bring with you the pain and injustice of the world. As you enter the stable, bow low in humility. Find the most unassuming corner marked by a star and see if just a moment in the stillness you can catch a glimpse of the Christ child, Emmanuel, God with us. Amen.